Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. my friends, the troubadour of talk, the toxic shock of blog talk, and voice of the millions and millions of Big Brother fans around the world. I want to welcome you to the premiere of the Big Brother After Show for Season 19. Now, it feels like I've been away for a long time. It's like getting into a comfortable spot, but you know, it just has to warm up a little bit, so excuse anything that will happen tonight that is not expected. As some of you know, as we keep going on and on, the show tends to click a little bit better. But if tonight things seem to run a little awry, please forgive. We will get it better. This is one of the best Big Big Brother shows on the online arena. I believe that. You know that. You'll find that out if you don't know it yet. Uh, There's others out there that are great. But listen, we do a real deal here, and we've got a lot of people that work on it. And let me tell you guys, This is not an easy thing to do, and tonight we're going to talk about a lot of things. And and really when it comes to premieres, one of the things that's really tough, guys, is is to try to fit two nights, because this show does every Thursday night unless there's, you know, an advance notification. But this show does every Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. It gives us a lot of time to talk to people who have just watched the show in Central and to give some people on the East Coast a little bit of time to relax before they have to tune us in, you can listen to this show and just minimize that box. You see that box I'm pointing at? Just minimize it right there in front of you, and you can search, you can tweet, you can do anything you want to, um, and listen to us live without hindering your night. Um, but there's a lot of a lot that goes involved uh, that's involved in this, uh, setting everything up. I mean, the people at Morty's, you'll, you'll hear me talk about it. I, I don't get paid anything for Morty's. I, I don't get anything from Morty's other than just some uh, mutual advertisement. But I got to tell you guys, every year, the last two years, we got a partnership with them last year. Uh, we're not official or anything, just kind of a partnership for now. And, and they do so much for us. And, and I cannot tell you uh, how great they are to this show and, and how much of a big part of it they are. And, you know, families and friends, uh, you know, you'll be talking to, to uh, Fusky later tonight. Uh, he's going to call in. He's with Morty's. We're going to talk a little bit about this cast. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Morty's. I got a new Morty's commercial, which I'm ex- 
very fired up about. Hopefully it'll play with, again, first show, yeah, it should play fine. But just in case, just just be forgiving. Uh, but family, uh, you know, friends, you guys, there's a lot of people and people who help me put this on, who ask me to host every year, uh, who kind of let me be the voice every year is something that I'm always humbled and honored to do. I'm humbled and honored to work with people I do work with and with Morty's and, and, and everyone who's involved. There's a lot that goes into this show uh, to try to make it the best, and it's an honor every year. Uh, basically, what we do here, and I've got to do this every year before we get going. Some of you guys already know. But what we have to do is go over what this show's about and what you can expect from it. Basically, every Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, after the uh, live eviction, is when we go live. Uh, we did do two to three shows and years ago. What we found is all we were doing is kind of going over spoilers that were already happening. And usually in those cases, there's a lot of confusion because you're reading spoilers that are current. The show is behind a couple of days. There's a lot being thrown at, at you guys to listen. And what happens on Thursday night is it allows us all to catch up and be on the same page. The people who already know the spoilers are now caught up to the live eviction. The people who don't like the spoilers and watch the show for what it is get caught up at the live eviction. So we're all on the same page on Thursday nights. There is nothing going on that we don't know about. Now, when they're doing an HOH and it goes off the air on Thursday nights, you will get the winner here because we have people watching. Uh, we're watching Twitter constantly, and we're watching here uh, on the side to see who's winning those HOHs that go off the air that won't be the next day. So you will get winners on the times that you join us on Thursday night. So don't worry about that. I do have some problems with the, uh, with the Pacific Coast, those beautiful people over there, the Californians and, and, and the Oregon people. I, I get a lot of trouble from over there because a lot of times we're announcing winners before they even know what the competition is. But that does happen here live, so when you tune in on those Thursday nights, you will get that. Uh, the other thing that we do is we do go live. We are live now. There is, this is live without a net. What messes up, messes up. Uh, there are no pre-recordings. We don't edit anything. But what this allows us to do, we won't do it tonight because of it being a premiere, but what we normally do is allow you to call in. Now, in the past, some of you have been very afraid to do that. You don't, you're afraid to hear your own voice. We're all adults here. Nobody trolls you. If they troll you, they get kicked off. You can come on. You can say what you want to say. You can say how you feel. It tends to get a little bit better by the end of the year or end of the season where people are a little bit braver to call in and kind of give us their opinion. We love it. Uh, as the show goes further next week and as the weeks go on, I encourage you to call. Give us what you feel like is something important, whether you agree or disagree. Give points. People call in and disagree with me all the time. It's nothing new. I'm married. I'm used to being disagreed with and being wrong. So please feel free to call in, say what you feel, and we can talk about it. And that's what's great about this show is that it is a place for people all over the globe to come to one place online, if you speak English, and talk about Big Brother, the show that we love to watch every summer. A little bit about me. I've been watching the show a very long time. We won't go into that. I'm a, more of an old-school Big Brother guy, but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate a lot of the reality part of it now. Um, and I can, I can pretty much roll with you if you want to roll with it, um, but I do like the old – I'm more of a strategy guy. A lot of listeners know that already. I'm, I, I like drama, but I love strategy, love Will, love Dan, Daniel Reyes. Those are the people that I, I love to, to have watched play the game. Uh, and so 
I look at it from a strategy point of view, but I also get the reality point of it where a lot of people now like to see the reality views, like to learn a little bit about the people that are in the house instead of just watching people backstab each other. And uh, tonight, as I said, we're going to have Fusky join us. He's going to talk about what his impressions of the cast are. It's a, I can't tell you how much he's helped me throughout this with Morty's uh, a friend and uh, a great guy all around, and he's very knowledgeable about Big Brother, and he's behind the scenes with Morty's. Helps out a lot with that stuff and does a lot of, of the social media with them. So he's going to tell you a lot about your opportunities, too, to be a part of the Morty's crew because they're trying to get people to watch the live feeds and kind of report. And I'm telling you, you know, you guys that, that watch the live feeds, this is a great opportunity for you to, you know, be involved with the Big Brother, uh, you know, environment and to write the things that you see and talk about the things that you see. It's a great opportunity for, for you to get into it. We also have Twitter. BB After Show, if you're following me, you already know that. We, we, every year we run a Big Brother uh, Best Player Tournament. And trust me, we're going to get to the show. I'm, I'm stalling for Fusky. We're going to get to the show. Don't worry. We're going to talk about Big Brother. But join us on Twitter. Uh, follow us. It's always a pleasure. I will follow you back. I don't think I've ever missed anyone that's followed me or the show. I will always follow you back. Um, and basically we run a ton of polls and we do a lot of – tournaments and whatnot, and one of the big ones that we do every year that I love doing is the Big Brother um, Best Player Bracket, which is set up like a Sweet 16 kind of basketball tournament, and just players play each other. I've had to tell you guys over and over again, the people you're voting on will advance, and we saw that this year. Now, no big surprise, but I'm going to tell you something that's going to get interesting as this goes on. Dr. Will wins this year. I want to congratulate him. Uh, he was very active with us last year. I think he was a little busy fighting with some people this year. But he was very active with us last year and responded a lot to tweets and, and was very much kind of in the bracket and having fun with it, uh, as, were, as were Rachel and the rest of them. I mean, we had a lot of people that were involved. Daniel Donato was very involved this year tweeting, and, um, and, and it was fun. Nicole tweeted a little bit with us. So it's always a lot of fun to get involved, and you see a lot of, of the players jump in. Uh, but Will did win this year. He is a 2017 champion, and he joins Dan Giesling as a two, six, 2016 champion. Now, big surprise, right? Blah, blah, blah. These guys retire. That means they will never be in the bracket again. So next year things will get interesting. And I'll tell you what really surprised me as I stall here for a few minutes was that June Sung got the credit she finally deserved in this bracket. You know, last year she really lost out in the second round. And this year she went to the, like, final two rounds. I, I, she mastered this, the, the floater strategy. Uh, she does not get the credit she deserves. And she's also someone that tweets with us and is very, very sweet to do that. Um, but she really was an – I'm not going to say underdog. That's not fair but someone I did not expect fans to really push because we've seen her prior years when we've done it to not get as far as she did. She does, she does get far, and Maggie gets very far too. So it's nice to see that older players get a lot of credit still for being great um, and, and getting their game recognized. So really, really fun thing to do. Congratulations to Dr. Will. I'm sure he's just thrilled. But, um, again, next season you won't see Dr. Will. This season you did not see Dan because he was retired last year. So this is going to get interesting every year so that we don't have repeat winners and all that. And, you know, Dr. Will and Dan are going to win every year. So we, we start moving these guys out. We start moving new players in to take their place. You'll have a new number one seed. You'll have a new, you know, number 16 seed 
you know, and then you'll kind of pair them up. So it's a lot of fun to do, and I hope you guys do it next year. It's already over, but there's always next year. Um, what we will be doing on uh, Twitter, we'll be asking you a lot of questions, a lot of your opinions, and a lot of what we talk about tonight is going to come down to your opinions. It's going to come down to what you guys think, uh, you know, and get get your vibe on it. You know, we asked you guys, did you think Battle of the Block would return? Uh, you know, there was a really cruel rumor that Battle of the Block would be back this season, and so we put it out there. Do you think it will be back or no? 73% of you said no. It's just a cruel rumor. <laughs> guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't think it's going to be a main staple of the show, but if you don't think Battle of the Block is going to show up this season, you're out of your minds. The producers just for some reason kept convinced themselves that this is an, an adequate and, and necessary part of the game now, and I just foresee that this is going to be put back on our shoulders. I foresee that it's going to be something that they're going to use at some point, um, and don't be so sure that it's not part of a temptation twist at some point. Uh, I just really believe that. Uh, ask you guys about cast impressions now. Fussy's going to come on. We're going to talk about cast, and, and you know, we're going to get into the meat of things. Um, but really, you know, I, I am one of these people that I really I don't watch a lot of the interviews. I just like to see them in the environment. I'm really weird about not – I'll watch some, and I'll go ahead and I'll pick my favorites. I'll pick people that I think are going to win. Last year I picked, um, if we can play back, I wish I could go back and get that snippet. I probably will. But I did pick Paul to win last year, and I think I picked, I don't remember. I know I picked Andy to win season 15 for sure. So I do okay at this, and, and I'm really starting. And you know what? When I picked Paul last year, I really got nervous because I saw how he was really, really Kind of, uh, if you guys remember, he was a little self-centered. He was really mouthy. He was really, really rude to a lot of people in the house. Uh, and I started thinking, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do? Of all the people I picked, I picked this guy. And and one thing I will say about Paul. Now, my, my opinion of him being in this season will differ as we go further. You'll see. But one thing I will give Paul complete credit for, and one of the reasons why I was a real advocate, if you remember last year for him winning, was that I really loved how Paul adjusted his game. It's a game that needs constant adjustment. It's a game of change. Something is always changing in this game. It's, yeah, the unexpected, blah, blah, blah. You should already know that, but there's always change. There's always an alliance that changes. There's always uh, people in control that change. There's always a POV change. There's always a rule change. Change is inevitable in the Big Brother house, much like life. And Paul was so good at kind of putting the brakes on himself and saying, you know what, it's time for me to re-engage and try a different strategy and kind of do this whole friend thing, which was annoying, I admit. Your boys do get annoying after a while. But I do give that guy complete credit for, for switching it around. Um, so I actually picked Kevin. Now, why in the world? Now, my mom, God bless her, she's, she's been the hugest Big Brother fan throughout her life, and she got me in, in the show. But she texts me, and she says, why in the hell would you like Kevin? There's no way Kevin survives. He's too old. He's out of the loop. All true. All true. And it becomes even more true the more I watch the show. But I have a feeling that Kevin can play a role of being an uncle. 
of being a father figure. Donnie, everybody said Donnie would play that. Donnie was really bad at that. Now, I love Donnie. I think he's a fantastic person. But Donnie was also going to bed at 9 o'clock. Donnie, or really like 8.30. Donnie was out of the loop on talk at night. He was out of the loop on strategy. And he was really odd in a house, and they really kind of unfairly threw that guy in a house full of younger people who were up really late at night, and, and he just became the odd man out. Um, I, I really liked his social game at the beginning, but I think just him being odd man out automatically put a target on his back and got him out of that house. Kevin, I felt like having seven kids, being an at-home dad, kind of, kind of, you know, he kind of seems like he's in shape. He's kind of got the tattoos. I said, I feel like Kevin can be an uncle, can be a father figure, can be a guidance to a lot of these guys who come in who aren't sure what to do, as we saw tonight uh, with Josh, and we'll talk about Josh later. I mean, scoot over Luan, scoot over Marcellus. There's a new guy in town who might be the worst player ever, and, and I don't say that to them that they were, but one of the dumbest moves, if not the dumbest move we've ever seen. Um, but he was able to talk to Josh and kind of get Josh straightened out. I think if Kevin and this is me watching it as me picking him as my favorite, or my not my favorite, but my pick to win, or go really deep. I think that's more fair. Um, I think Kevin has to play the uncle role. He has to play the warm guy that's there for the other players that when they have a downtime, he's there. But he has got to snap into reality, and he's got to be engaged. We're going to talk about that money he took. We're going to talk about yesterday's uh, yesterday's show. I'm going to tell you, he took 25 grand, which honestly I support fully. I take that 25 grand all day, every day if it's anonymous. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Cash my check. I'm taking it, especially if it's anonymous. But when you avoid any talk about it and you disappear, you become awful, awful suspicious. He has got to be engaged, got to be asking questions, got to be talking. You know, I don't think it's a big deal he doesn't know Nicole and Paul. I don't think that's a big deal. I actually think that kind of makes him a little bit more endearing. But he needs to be engaged with these guys and he needs to be talking to them. It's very, very important. Um, So, Kevin, as my pick, I'm nervous. But I was nervous about Paul, and Paul turned it out last season, uh, and he was my pick. So don't give up on Kevin. And and what a smooth move tonight in that first uh, HOH competition. He really got away without having to really show show himself. So that was great. So basically, that's my choice. You guys love this cast. Your cast impressions was 76% of you felt good about it. I'm going to tell you what. I feel good, too. I like I, – I know we got some stereotypes. We're always going to get these types on TV, and especially in this show. It's what casting – the CBS is going to put pressure on casting – to, to get certain people. It, it's just the way it is. They're going to get the nerd. They're going to get the person who's gay. They're going to get the, you know, the blonde. They're going to get the good-looking guy. They're going to get the muscle guy. They're always going to do that. But I really like one thing that we're going to talk about tonight. I really, really, really like the diversity of this group. I really like the age. I put out there a tweet saying, you know, uh, I think 11 of the 16 house guests are over 25, and most of them have real-life experience. That's not to throw past uh, guests under the bus. That's just saying, look, this game and really needed some variety. It needed people who have had a different, you know, experience in life to be thrown into a house with people and, and work out a strategy to win $500,000. I don't mean to throw anybody out there, but I'm just going to say it. 
people who have just started their lives, people who are in their early 20s. I know they're beautiful. I know they're great to look at. That's wonderful. And I know you get a little bit of drama, and I know some of you love showmances, and I'm not, I'm not bouncing for that. Please stay with me. Don't shut off the computer yet. But I really like seeing people who have careers, who have had past. I mean, Megan being a dog walker, and we're going to talk about Megan tonight, Megan being a dog walker but also having a background in interrogation in a, in a terrorist camp, that's fantastic. I mean, that is great. That is, so far, if you just put it on paper, it's great casting so far. Uh, a lot of these people have a lot going on. We're, we're talking a lot about Cody on Twitter. I mean, we're seeing a lot of different personalities that come out of this thing, and I really like it. I, I like seeing people who have real-life experience and jobs and, and, and educations, and, and they're all kind of thrown into the mix. It reminds me a, a lot of the past season where you would see a lot of older people but not – Kevin's on an island by himself, but there are also people in their 40s and, and 30s in this game uh, this season, and I love it. We put out a thing out before. What do you guys think is the biggest thing that Big Brother needs to improve? You guys said less twist. Eh, you're never going to get that, but we may get a less twist if they stick with this temptation thing throughout the season and don't throw anything else out there. But you want to age diversity. That was your biggest thing. It was almost a, try, uh, almost a draw between the two. But age diversity was huge with you guys. And you are the voice of Big Brother, of Big Brother uh, viewers. That, uh, they usually don't hear us, but it looks like they did hear us on this one. And they did push some age diversity, which is fantastic. Now, I told you guys, Fusky's going to be on the phone with us. He was a blast last year. Guy really knows his Big Brother stuff. We don't always agree. We, we had our little thing last year. We disagree on who deserved to win. But you know what? That's okay. He's still a great guy uh, and, and, and a wonderful person to come on the show and talk. But before we do that, to introduce him, we're going to have to play this uh, Morty's commercial. And again, this is something I hope worked out because I had to throw it together. They threw it together for me, and then I kind of added some things to it. So hopefully it's great. When we come back, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, it's going to be time to talk game with Fusky. Hold on, folks. You're listening to the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com.
ways to come on to a show, but if you get introduced and you get you get introduced by Journey, that's something else. Let me tell you something. That's action, folks. That's what that is. Also, just want to tell you before I bring my man on, if you send me a tweet, I try to respond to it on the air live. It doesn't always work out that way. I told you we're live without a net, but throw me something. I've got some people agreeing with me about Kevin, which I really like. Now, without further ado, please welcome my friend and your friend, everyone's friend, and the man who does a lot of the stuff at Morty's and makes a lot of social media happen for that great website, and uh, I want you to welcome him warmly. Please welcome Fusky. Fusky, how are you, my friend? What's up, America? <laughs> we are live on the world, my friend. And I, and I want to bring you on, and, and I always have fun talking to you. We, we work together. We do a lot by email. It's kind of a shame, but with me moving and everything. But I want to thank you personally about all the things that you've done for me and helped me out over the last two years and, and everything Morty's done. Uh, I want to thank you guys. I hope that commercial ran fine. But I know you wanted to come on and talk a little bit about Morty's and you want to talk about Big Brother. So I'm going to let you have yeah, it. Yeah, it's our pleasure to support your, your show and your podcast. And I just want to point out that uh, we're – Big Brother over the top was concerned. I was right. <laughs> you win. Uh, you win. This is this is going to be the 25th season of Big Brother covered by Morty's TV. When you consider Big Brother USA, Big Brother Canada, and Big Brother over the top, that one kind of snuck up on me this week. And while we're disappointed yeah. that the Big Brother Canada is on indefinite hiatus, we're really excited about what's in store for the 19th season of Big Brother USA. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, before we get into the fun stuff, a little bit about what Morty's TV has to offer uh, your listeners. Uh, yes. The central destination for Morty's TV is our website at mortystv.com slash bb, where we update our live feed coverage throughout the day as well as our episode play-by-play recaps like we did the last two nights, along with the links to all of our sites and services. You can also visit the Morty's TV Fan Forums and chat at tvfanforums.net. That's T-V-F-A-N-F-O-R-U-M-S.net, where we have our live feed forms for anyone who wants to update as well as our BB19 discussion forums, and new this year, the Morty's TV blog project, where we have four bloggers who are opining on the house happenings throughout the season. Wow. The Morty's TV chat room is always open 24-7 uh, when you want to talk Big Brother with other Big Brother fans without all the noise and the shouting of some of the other chats out there. You'll often find Morty or myself there ready to say hi, uh, of course, we're back on Facebook and Twitter this season with real, real-time real live feed updates on our Facebook page and Twitter stream, and the conversation never stops on the Morty's TV group on Facebook. And starting tonight, the Morty's TV live feed meme contest is back. In fact, I'm going to be making the official announcement after we're done here with weekly winners and one grand prize winner for the best meme created from a live feed image during the season. Now, none of this works. It's been a lot of fun in in past seasons. We have some very creative people out there, some very opinionated uh, uh, people out there. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's a great uh, contest. 
Now, none of this works without a small army of volunteers, and we never have enough. So if anyone is interested in joining the Morty's TV team to help with our Big Brother coverage, go to mortystv.com slash bb and click on the Join the Morty's TV Live Feed Coverage Team link. Or you can email contact.mortystv at gmail.com for more information. Finally, we'd like your listeners' help in spreading the word of Morty's TV with your Big Brother friends. So please follow us on Twitter, like our Facebook page, share our updates, and retweet our tweets. And feel free to reply to our posts, post on the discussion boards, visit us in chat, and tell us what you think of us and of the season. So now that we got this the spiel a, out of the way. Your, your Twitter, and I want to just tell people, following Morty's TV on Twitter, you're going to get a lot of information, and you're going to get it quick. Uh, the problem that you have with a lot of things like on Facebook and on the Internet, uh, as far as like sites that are already up, is that sometimes you have to go in there and read it. Guys, you need to follow Morty's, uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, go to Morty's TV, follow them, because you're going to get a lot of information about what's going on this season, and you won't be in the dark, and you'll be on top of everything going on. It is a great, great place to go. The website's great, and and following them on Twitter. Just want to throw my two cents in there because I do follow, and a lot of the stuff I get for this show comes right off Morty's Twitter feed. Yeah, when I say real-time updates, we have people who are watching uh, the updates almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 80 days. Uh, I think last year we covered uh, well over uh, 50%, almost 60% of all of the possible hours that could be covered. Um, My God. Now, that includes, uh, you know, FOTH uh, periods, too. But uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we've got some very dedicated uh, volunteers, and uh, we're always looking for more people who want to uh, uh, want to help out. Um, so you want to talk about the house guests? I do. Let's get on with it. This is the part I've, where we I've get got, into the meat of the bones, yeah. and, and I want to get your take because you always have a great intuition about these players. What's your feel? I, I jotted down some notes uh, this afternoon after uh, last night's show, but before I'd seen it tonight's show. Um, so, uh, you know, we may want to add some some uh, comments oh, sure, uh, sure. based on, on tonight's show. But let's start with Christmas. Saturday, it will be Christmas in July, and she's no joke. <laughs> She'll give the guys a run for their money in physical comps, but maybe the guys yeah. should make her one of their own instead. You know, keep your enemies closer. I, You know what? And I very much see, and we're talking about notes for tonight, when we see this alliance with Cody, which is a whole other bag, but when we see this alliance with Cody and, and, and Mark, we see a very strong alliance. I think she fits right in there. Yeah, that alliance is doomed. Yeah, but I, I think, see them I think wanting that, that, her because of her compability. You, you know why that alliance is doomed? Because Cody thinks What's she's the one in charge. Cody yeah. thinks he's the one in charge. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's gone out hard and, and won two cops now. And, um, uh you know, he thinks that he brought uh, them together, and 
the minute that he's no longer in charge, he's going to try and tell which, whoever does win HOH what to do. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see how, if that plays out. But, yeah, I, I think that's you, – you, you get a whole bunch of alpha males together, and they all want to be in charge, and they can't. Yep. And if they could accede to the other, they wouldn't be alpha males. So, yep, Alex, you're exactly right. Did anyone pick up on Alex preparing for the apocalypse? If that's the case, no. his brother should be a cakewalk. Uh, she said that in, <laughs> in, uh, in at the very beginning of last night's episode when, when she uh, gets her tea in the yeah. introduction. She says she's preparing for the apocalypse. Uh, so compared to that, Big Brother ought to be a cakewalk. Uh, she's, I think she could be an eco-friendly assassin in the game if nobody's paying attention to her. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. I think she's going to have a lot of stamina. Matthew, the Taylor Hicks of Big Brother. <laughs> I, I think he should not have confessed his age. He should have. He should have tried to form a seniors alliance with Jason and Kevin. Yeah. Jason. It probably would have been decent. It probably would have been a decent one too, actually. (laughs) If Jason doesn't tone down that that cowboy uh, clown laugh, he may be laughing his way out of the Big Brother house. He needs to be less good time and and more game time. At least tonight we got to see that that he's that uh, uh, he's got a, a closely shaved head, but he does have hair. That that was the big thing last night. Is what does he have under his hat? And now we know he does have hair. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica needs to demonstrate to us that there is a brain behind that beauty because she is, yeah, nice to look at. But for the rest of the house, yeah. she should use whatever she can to get a foothold in the game. She seems like she can use and abuse a few men in that game to get an advantage. I definitely see a, um, a, a, maybe a fake chomance there, but there's something where she can get some power and control over somebody. Yes, I, I don't want to come off as sexist, but I think she knows what she's got and she knows how to use it. Yes, agree, 100%. Kevin, right. Kevin with all his experience raising girls, he should have immediately tried to form an alliance with the other girls in the house who might be welcoming of a father figure. Or he should have come in as an Italian mobster and made the boys an alliance offer that they couldn't refuse. If you listen to him, and especially on his interview with Jeff uh, on the day they went to the house, he sounds like a a mobster. He's a very slick mob type. Yep. It would have been, a, instead of going in as, as, you know, the kindly grandfather who's clueless in the game, he should have come yeah. in as the Sicilian uh, um, uh, godfather. I think that would have been Man so with funny. Plan. He might have been gone by week three, but it would have been three fun weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Megan. think he could have been the man with the plan for sure. Megan. Megan comes across as someone who is unsure and unreliable. She just kind of has that nervous twitch and look to her. But I think that yeah. may be part of a devious plan to mentally interrogate all her prisoners. I mean, her housemates. 
Uh, I look forward <laughs> to seeing if she's all talk or if she's got games. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know, um, uh, Derek had games. We, we've yeah. had people with a, with a military or a police background. There was the guy from the FBI, uh, was it season yeah, two, Jack. I think, yeah. uh, Jack, mm-hmm. uh, um, who, you know, was, was disappointing to me in that he just didn't bring any tools of the trade uh, uh, to be able to master his fellow uh, uh, housemates. So we'll see whether, yeah, I... whether she actually can do that or not. Yeah, Jack played more retired FBI agent than he did FBI agent for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Josh, and again, this was before mm. tonight's episode. <laughs> way too way too eager and excited. Don Johnson called, and he wants his Miami Vice back. <laughs> I predict his hustler personality will earn him penalty points in the house if he can't tone down his colorfulness. Agreed. Now, did I not call, call that or not, or what, you know? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Jillian. Jillian's picture on the cast member page on CBS.com has this look that says, just don't underestimate me. Don't underestimate me just because I'm blonde. I think she's going to be a schemer. You do. See, I, I, feel, do. I, feel, very float, I feel very floaty towards her. But you, you see well, the opposite she might be, she, she, If you're a schemer, then you're a floater because yeah. schemers are always going around pitting people against each other. A good floater game, as we saw last year with Nicole, is yeah. one where you are involved in the game. You're active in the game, but you don't pick a side. Just because you're – a lot of people uh, – think that floater means they're not active in the game. Uh, floater just means that you don't pick one alliance or another, but you try and play all of the sides of the house to further yourself in the game. To me, that's not somebody who's checked out of the game. And we've had people like no, that no, who we, are totally not that. involved. People who are not involved no, we, in the we, game at all are, are not my definition of floater. We see that I, I with, don't a, with think a great floater player like June, thing. like a June Sung, who absolutely was, uh, you know, they consider her the queen of the float, but honestly, she played that flawlessly, and it got her the win. It absolutely got well, her the win. So you're absolutely right. There, floater is a strategy. Yeah. All right, Mark, the tree trunk teddy bear. <laughs> they, they called – they called him Johnny Bravo. To me, he's more big and strong like Hercules, but he also yeah. needs to be fast and nimble, so his physical build could work against him. Uh, yeah. Again, be I wrote this slow. before tonight's show. Evidence of that, you know, he, he uh, stumbled and dislocated his finger. Uh, that may or may not uh, uh, be a problem for him. I think he's going to be safe for a while. Uh, I think the question is going to be whether he's a people person, too. Uh, if he can come up with a good social game and he can win comps when he needs to, he is going to be very dangerous. There is something about Mark, and, and you may disagree, but there's something about Mark that gives me social-wise in the way that he speaks, just in the way that he is, I see some Jeff there. 
and I don't know why. I just feel a little Jeff with him. He, he feels like he can be kind of like the down-to-earth, you know, kind of athletic guy that kind of can win people over just by, you know, being himself. I just feel that there's a little Jeff in there with him, and, and I could and, be wrong. I just kind of get that vibe. Yeah. As as a person, if he's truly making uh, a career as a personal trainer, uh, and that's not easy to do. Um, no. You have to be able to relate with diverse people uh, mm-hmm. on on many levels, and uh, you know you've got to make them comfortable around you, especially when you're as big and imposing as he is, uh, and, and you're working, you know, with anyone from a a, a high school kid trying to get in shape for football to a twenty-something trying to stay in shape after college to right. someone in, a, in their 30s or 40s uh, who are, you know, desperate to uh, turn away that middle-aged paunch, to seniors yeah. who are trying to stay active. Uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to be a people person. So hopefully he does have that. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm presuming that, uh, well, I'm not going to say, I was going to make a very poor taste joke, but I won't. I'm just going to go on to this, as opposed to all my other jokes, which I don't think were in poor taste. Raven, we know she's a fighter having come back from a life-threatening genetic disorder. Presumably, she's physically capable of taking on anything Big Brother throws at her, and she's mentally tough. But will her housemates perceive her as anything but flighty with her Princess Leia hair? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of unseriousness about her. Um, but I agree with you. I think that the fact that she's a dancer as well gives her, you know, it's like with, with the guys like James that we saw last year. The smaller people, of course, he didn't do it last year, but in his season, the smaller people that can outlast in an endurance comp do really well in those competitions. I think she's one of them. I think Alex is one of them as well, that those smaller types, and especially the, some of the girls that are driven that have a really strong constitution, can outlast in those endurance comps and really surprise a lot of people in the house. When you saw her tonight, she just walked across those ropes. Everyone was hanging yep. on and swinging, and she just walked yep. through them like it was a plank. You know, that yep. was easy for her. All right, got to move faster. Dominique. Is that how you pronounce it? I believe so. Uh, everyone's going to compare her to Devon because it's the stereotype. Yep. But Devon never right. quoted scripture. We can argue yeah. about whether God has any place in the Big Brother house some other time. The real question will be, can she check her personal morals at the door? Yeah. Lead us not into temptation after all. Nice. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. Co- Cody. And we saw that with Jocasta a couple of years ago, and we saw how, how that did for Jocasta. She, she's got to tone it down. There's a, I do believe in the Big Brother house there is an okay point for it, as long as it's in a medium range. But as long as she doesn't go over, as you said, if she goes over, yeah. it's going to put people at, at, at a little bit of at a distance, I believe. D- Devon was a diva. So far, I don't get that yeah. vibe from Dominique. But then again, you know, no, I agree. the show really hasn't been about her yet. Um, right. Cody, he's strong and he's lean. <laughs> As you could see in the first competition, I think there was one or two girls that 
uh, were ooh and aahing uh, uh, when they first saw him with his shirt off in that competition. Sure. But so far, sure. he's got the personality of cardboard. Oh, Wet God. cardboard, as somebody Damn. suggested. As oh, a 30-something, I can see him as someone who doesn't suffer youth easily. But he had better get no. his head into the game or he's going to find his arsenal outside of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I noted about him was that he's all comp and no social. It's always going to be about winning the comps to him. And as we know, comps don't make a winner. A social comp game usually makes a winner. And you don't have to win comps. I think social is way more important than comps. And we've seen these guys go in before who just win comp, 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 and their time and their days are numbered every time. He has no social. Well, and, you know, I'm pretty sure that Big Brother had a talk with Josh, which was behind the turnaround with his uh, tonight with his talk sure. with Megan. Sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, talking with Big Brother uh, – helps him become more integrated into the house or into the game. Uh, he is all business so far. And uh, yeah. uh, it hasn't won him any fans, many fans outside of the game. Um, no. Certainly, certainly his comment to, um, uh, I can't remember which one it was tonight. I just Megan. don't like you. Megan. Megan, I just oh don't like gosh. you. Oh, my gosh. Awful play. Awful you know, yeah, um, to, to me, that was a big warning sign that uh, he is aligning himself with Josh, whether um, he's got a formal alliance with him or not, uh, based on, on that. And, and by the way, for those who've been asking why Josh and Megan got into it, uh, my understanding is that there was a comment that was made, and I haven't gone back to listen, but there was a comment that was made during the um, uh, the safety competition um, Wednesday night um, about going after the guys. Um, oh, apparently that, there you go. And Josh heard it, and that's what he was reacting to. Um, but where he got this idea that the whole house was targeting him, I got no idea. He created that scenario no. for himself. I uh, think I think it was a situation where he went and got that golden apple, and after he realized how his team looked at him, he began to throw as much as he could at somebody else. And I think that was just a cover-your-ass situation, and I think he was just too deep. And I think he just tried to bury her to cover himself, and I just don't think it's going to yeah. work. Elena, she could play the role of Vixen very easily, whispering what you want to hear into your ear mm-hmm. while trash-talking you to everyone else, and you'd never know yes. it. Yep. Easy. Cameron. Cameron. So long, kid. It was nice to have known you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame that the house... It's a shame that the house so quickly turns on someone who's young, intelligent, and not a physical threat for no real reason other than it was just easy. That's what they go after the first time for the first eviction. It's the easy vote. And uh, uh, they probably figured that it was 
easier to keep two girls in the house and, and, and get rid of one guy who might be smart enough to play the game. Uh, I would have yeah, liked to have seen what the Superman thing hurt him. Yeah. I, I loved I like I don't even know that uh anyone knew that he was a super fan other than the couple girls that he talked to. Um yeah. certainly apparently the uh uh the Harry Crack didn't help but uh yeah. Ramsey's the baby of the house at twenty one. His life yeah. is studying and make believe. And that could actually help him in the game if he separates life in the house from reality and treats the game as a cosplay role. He's either going to sneak under the social radar as the house clown, or he's going to get under everyone's skin with his pep. But I think he needs a bodyguard, someone who will look out for him physically. Not not because he's in in physical danger, but he needs a physical protector in in comps and things. Um, Absolutely. Paul. I could have gone the whole summer without anyone mentioning friendship. I know he has his fans, but not everyone liked him. Uh, a fan on the Morty's TV Facebook group said they should have brought back Pablo instead. <laughs> I think, I think, for a vet to win last season, to throw him in. I think he would have been smart to say thanks, but no thanks. I think it's a big mistake for him to be in this house this season. I think it's a waste of his time. Yet not counting, uh, or uh, uh, if you include uh, Big Brother Canada, we've had two vets in a row. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I think um, it was. I think they set him up. I think they were trying to do him a favor. I think production likes to throw the fan favorites in there. Not only did you throw him in by himself. But you threw him in after a season where Yvette won and he lost. I just don't think it's a good idea. I think he should have said yeah. no. It, it it actually damages me from here. A couple other observations about the cast in the house, and then I'll pr- promise I'll finally give you your show back. You're good. You're uh, as good. you noted, as you noted, the house skews older this year. A lot older. With with Cameron gone, only Jillian, Josh, and Ramses are under 25 years of age. And six of the house guests are over the age of 30. Yes. Will that make this season um, more mature? Or will the house guests regress a decade? I'm guessing it's going to be the latter. I think that, that the you youngers think? are going to pull. I think the youngers are going to pull uh, uh, the olders uh, uh, down emotionally. I think that actually makes for a decent season, though, too. Because I think, I think you're going to have gonna a mature a first part of the season. Yeah, I think it. I, I I like the diversity. We didn't get all the age diversity we wanted, but we got enough to get a little palatable on getting a little bit of variety in this house. I think this season. I think it's going to be a good yeah. cast. I think it's going to be a fun season. All right. Here's something else I observed. Jason, Cody, and Kevin are all fathers, but there are no moms in the house. Wow. And only. And Never only even Jason realized and Kevin, that. only Jason and Kevin, are married. Wow! Wow! Let the showmances Never begin. Never put that together. Politics That's aside, very, this is clearly the season of Trump in the design of the house, with all the gold trappings yeah. and the casino-style elegance. I seriously mm-hmm. doubt CBS is trying to make a political statement or win favor with the White House. But it is interesting. 
Um, yeah, that's a very good point. A lot of gold. Ironically, Cody and Dominique have a lot in common. Both are uh, uh, are or were government employees uh, and have a background in uh, uh, nuclear uh, technology. And Cody and Megan both have a military background. But they'll never figure this out if they keep trying to hide who they really are. Yeah. Great point. So my last point point is I really like the idea of the season of temptations. Some people have said they hate the twist. I like the twist, especially the consequences. For one thing, it gets fans involved with the show each week, picking which house guest gets tempted. And as you tempt different house guests, your pool of who you can tempt uh, dwindles. It's one aspect of the Big Brother over-the-top season uh, that I liked. If you remember the care packages, uh, yes. they found their way into the big show. Uh, so it, that that was very interesting to me that they brought that from OTT into uh, the summer season. Uh, but it's still up to the house guests to decide whether to give in to temptation or to hold true to their game. We'll get to see if they walk the walk or just talk the talk. That's it. And I and I That's honestly it. I I wonder do you do you by chance know uh something I was going to bring up tonight. Do you by chance know if the person that we vote for turns down the temptation? Does it go to the next closest vote? I mean, do they just keep going down the line until somebody accepts it because I, if they do I don't that would be interesting. I don't think so. Uh, okay. But then again, I don't know what would have happened if nobody had um, pushed the Thank buzzer uh, Wednesday night. Uh, my guess is that they would have. They have alternate plans to work the the, uh, the consequence into the game somehow. You know, maybe what they would have done is they would have still had a safety competition, um, and someone would have gone out of the game. And then maybe they would have gone into sequester. Um, I think I've heard that Cameron has been giving interviews, so uh, it doesn't sound like he went into sequester. But they could have made that decision on the spot to, uh, you know, uh, and and had someone evicted and and had, you know, five people go into uh, sequester uh, and then have somebody come back in before jury. Uh, or if the temptation was used and they scrapped that game plan and went straight to the other, uh, bringing Paul in uh, and evicting yeah, and having him replace that uh, one, one of the house guests. One of the consequences so I do is, believe is going to be somebody returning. My guess is, is that they have different options for each temptation on how things could play out. So, uh, But we'll see. We we will see. It's going Personally, to be an interesting I, season. I love the twist. I I would love to see uh, them. I mean, things that I would like to see them throw into the season that they've never done in uh, in the USA version. And they started to do a little bit of it in Canada, uh, and they do a lot of it in the UK, in Australia, and others. I'd like to see um, house guests be able to win the opportunity to see stuff in the house. 
for example, um, to be able to watch from the DR uh, the HOH's mm. deliberations, or yes. uh, with, before they make nominations, or to be able to um, to see all the votes that were cast, uh, and listen to the audience reactions to the votes that were cast, which they can't hear in the DR, but we can hear on television. Uh, yeah, that's. The, the, the way that the, uh, what uh, UK does with sending a couple of house guests to a secret room and letting them watch the game uh, for a day, you know, maybe a, a, a pretend eviction or, um, you know, a pretend um, trip outside of the house. But actually what they're doing is they're going into the temptation room. And one of the temptations is that they get to watch what the other house guests Oh, that would be great. Uh, I'd love to see them throw stuff like this, like that in. I'd love to see them start turning the lights out at 1 a.m. like they do in Canada uh, so that we can get a decent night's sleep on we who are watching the live feeds. Uh, I'd love to see – I'd love to see a points voting system or a points nomination system uh, have a temptation that – Takes, temptations are great for this type of thing where a consequence could be that some of these other um, the, these things that have been successfully tried in, in other uh, Big Brother uh, versions around the world uh, can be brought into the USA version uh, I, I think that would be all sorts of fun so, I think that would be a uh, lot of fun and I have to say, uh, since uh, and, and everyone who's in Morty's TV chat right now is going to be screaming that I can't remember the guy's name, but last summer they brought the competitions uh, designer from Big Brother Canada oh, yeah, to from Canada. Hollywood. Yeah. 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 And um, he designed uh, uh, competitions for the summer show. He also designed. Uh, the competitions for Big Brother Over the Top, which I thought were uh, innovative. There, there, yeah. There's some very different stuff in there, and I enjoyed it. And just with a couple of competitions we've had today, uh, in the last two days, uh, I I've thought that the production them. values have been uh, have yeah. been raised. For a long, for many years, we've been complaining that it seems that Big Brother is just doing it on the cheap. And uh, even the house guests noted that you could figure out from week to week what the competition was. So uh, based on, on just the first two episodes, I am really hoping that um, they're going to um, um, be innovative and a uh, that they're going to uh, shake things up and, and um, you know, you can bring back some of the, the, the favorite comps, but maybe rework them. Maybe make uh, turn the OTEV comp into a uh, HOH comp. I realize that then it wouldn't be OTEV, but that type of comp. You know, make it an HOH. Yeah, that'd be really uh, awesome. Totally, totally. Uh, throw them off. Uh, yeah, it would it would throw people off. 
uh, it would, um, you know, any especially when you have a house full of super fans. Kevin is the only one who seems to be clueless. You know, who who is yeah. Paul? Who is Nicole? What's your name? Right. I love that. You know, he, he he's <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, you have to explain everything to him. This is a remote control. <laughs> Which actually might this make him dangerous phone, because Dad. everybody's like, this he has no idea. This is a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, I, I just realized that it's uh, it's twelve o'clock. It is one hour until uh, live feeds. That's right. Uh, uh, return. So uh, I'm going to give one more plug. If you go to Morty'sTV.com/bb, uh, there is a link there where you can subscribe to CBS All Access to get your live feeds. Uh, Morty's uh, helps support Morty's TV when you do that. Uh, we get a little bit of commission for everybody who uses our link. Uh, and um, that helps us uh, pay for the servers and uh, uh, keep everything online. Uh, none of the volunteers get paid anything. That's why they call us volunteers. Uh, right. But uh, we have a lot of fun uh, doing what we do, and uh, we appreciate uh, those who support us either by buying the live feeds through our link, through uh, uh, donations to our site, or just by uh, uh, sharing our posts and, and uh, retweeting our tweets, uh, that kind of stuff that helps spread uh, what we do to, uh, to more Big Brother fans out there just really, really makes our day. Absolutely. Busky, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Again, thank you for all the help you've given me. Thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. We're going to do it again this uh, season, I hope, get you back on and kind of talk mid-season maybe. But uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate Morty. I appreciate everybody over there. Thank you so much for all you do, and thanks for calling in and talking with us tonight. I only talk three times as long as I plan to. <laughs> it's never a problem, my friend. Never a problem. You always give great insight, man. I love it. Thank you so much, buddy. By the way, anybody who comes into Morty's TV chat right now, Morty is in chat. So you can come by. There you and go. Go talk Morty to himself. Morty, folks. Go talk to Morty himself, the man on the on the billboard. Thank you again, Fusky. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. My pleasure. All right, buddy. Bye bye. Hey, guys, you heard it. Well, what I got to do, uh, I got to go to a commercial real quick. When I come back, it won't be a long one, I promise, but I have to I have to do this and go to commercial. When I come back, we're going to do my breakdown. We're going to do what I think is going to happen, and, and we're going to talk about Big Brother on my end. We heard what Fusky had to say, and he, he's always got great info, always real knowledgeable, and sometimes, sometimes when we talk about Big Brother, he makes me think differently because he is that good. Uh, but I do appreciate him coming on and talking with you guys and talking with me. It's always a great moment to get in there and kind of talk about other views, uh, and that's what you guys are going to do as the season progresses. We're going to give you out a number. We're not doing it tonight because it's a premiere night, but when we do that, it's going to be your opportunity to call in and do just what Husky did, call in and talk to us about it and see what your opinion is on the show and and what's going on at the moment uh, so that we can get you in here. But listen, when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Big Brother. And uh, as soon as I find out what commercial we are going to run, um, we'll be back, and we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to run down what's been going on the last two days, and we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen. We're going to talk about – we're going to gossip a little bit about these players, 
and you're going to have a blast. Hang in there, folks. It's the Big Brother After Show with your host, Sam. Big Brother began as a social experiment. It's genius. It became a summer phenomenon. There's always a twist. There's always a turn. Strangers living in a house cut off from the outside world. One could go crazy. 90 microphones record their every word. You never know who's listening. 76 cameras watch their every move 24-7. And that's just the beginning. Because this summer, there'll be twist after twist and twist. Expect the unexpected. Jimmy Chen hosts Big Brother. Season premiere, CBS Wednesday, June 25th. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few Coke summer sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? And this? And what about this? Ha! Gotcha there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. with your host Sam. We're doing the Big Brother 19 season. We just had uh, Fusky on the air, a good friend, and also somebody who represents Morty's. Obviously, he wants to tell you guys about Morty's. I'm, I'm going to push Morty's too. But we're not going to make it about that all night, but we, we do appreciate what they do, and I, I do think you would enjoy going over there, guys. Go in there, talk, talk in the forums, get some uh, info, you get some spoilers, and if you can, join up with their group, seriously. You know, it's a, it's a small community of people who, who put out the live stuff out there to inform others. It's it's a close group. You're in a special company. I think uh, a lot of people would really, really enjoy doing that. So please, give it a shot. Now, listen, I have to write notes for two days, two nights of notes. And what I'm going to have to do is really make this thing kind of work. What happens in these premiere nights is so tough because you write so much in the first night and then you have to go back and talk about the second night as well so that everybody's up to date. And that can be quite difficult. So one thing that I decided to do was focus on certain players. Now, I told you guys I love this cast. I think it's a good cast. I feel really good about it. 73% of you also feel really good about it. And one of the other things that we had talked about, too, was whether or not you guys like the twist of temptation. Uh, you guys you were almost really tied on it, and I don't even know what the actual number is now because I think it was still running this afternoon. But 54% of you liked it, and 46% of you did not. i got to be honest with you. I think that this Temptation twist is one of the better ones that they've come up with. I think you can work it, like, like Fusky said, you can work it a million different ways to make it a better season. I, I like it. You know, in the past we've seen situations where players get a benefit, they get the votes, whatever, and it's all a benefit to them. We saw that with Alyssa Slater. Um, it was a Rachel's sister get MVP over and over again in season 15. Nothing against them. They've tweeted the show, and they're wonderful people. But that became very laborious after a while. You get kind of worn out seeing the same people keep getting the same things over and over again. 
We saw you guys vote for care packages last year. That was, i got to be honest with you, a bit frustrating from a guy who's a strategy point. I think that became a favorites thing. What I like about this is don't forget who you're voting for to get these temptations. It is going to also come with a punishment, and I love that because I think that that takes away the favoritism point of it. You could want to actually hurt a player you don't like by giving them a temptation, hoping that the that the um, that the punishment will be bigger than what the gift is. Now I don't know. We're not going to find out. I don't know. I don't know if they'll tell them what the punishment will be, or if they find out later. But basically, you've got to. You guys have been one. We've all been one Pandora's box. Man, I want Pandora's box. They're going to put a pin. Every season, see that door back there in that frame or in that picture or in this live feed? That, they're going to make that the, the Pandora's box. It's, gonna, it's coming, it's coming. And it never really comes. I think we've got a season of Pandora box. So I think that's actually a very, very creative idea. I will give – right now, you know, I will tell you, production was on my bad side for a couple of seasons here. And they're kind of winning me back over with some creative ideas. I like the diverse cast, and I like this twist. As it seems like it's 50-50, but majority of you so far do like that. Uh, so I did like that this season. Now, you know, we have to go through the players a little bit. Uh, I, and some of these things I've, I've said before. Alex, uh, I, I really think Alex is going to be somebody who's going to go far in the game. I told you guys, uh, you know, you look at James, you look at smaller players, and they do really, really well when it comes to endurance comps. They seem to be able to outlast others. And these big guys that are in this, yes, I get it. You know, Cody's big and strong. Mark is big and strong. But the problem is that these guys, as Fusky was saying, they don't always have the endurance and the conditioning to outlast people in endurance comps, which are very, very, very hard to do. Uh, holding on to things for a certain amount of time and being able to hang on to a swing or being able to do – these are very hard competitions. And these are the types of things Alex uh, and Raven do win. So I actually think Alex and Raven could team up and be a heck of a team if they would, if they would kind of rely on each other. They may need a little brawn, but they've got a lot of endurance between them. I think that, that Alex is somebody that can really surprise people. Uh, the next person that I had is Cameron, as we saw – Cameron went home. I think, in my personal opinion, that I think the superfan thing gained too much groundswell with him. I think that it scared a lot of the older players that realized that he may know more than they will coming up. Um, and, and I think that the one thing that I got I to gotta bag on Cameron about, and maybe I missed some things, but Cameron really, sometimes when you're on the block, and, and to me, I don't, I, the game, you're playing the game, but the game really be, be, belongs uh, or it begins when you're on the block to me. And you see what kind of a player someone is when they're on the block. And I think Cameron did too much trying to sell people on saving him and not enough on telling people what a threat Christmas was or what a floater he felt Julian would be. I think if he would have gone to everyone and said, I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is the way I would have played it. Listen, Christmas is a very competitive person. She's obviously got the ability to play very hard. She's going to have a lot of strength and a lot of endurance. She's a physical, physical, tra- like supermodel, you know. If you don't get her now, your chance is going to slip. This is the time for you to get her out. She is a threat. I don't think he played that enough. I think he played too much of the you-can-save-me card, and he also could have thrown Jillian under the bus by saying you're going to let her float to the end. Think about this. 
I'm the guy that can be there, but she's going to be the person that flows to the end and aggravate you, and Christmas is going to be the girl that's going to end up winning a lot of competitions, and if she gets in an all-girls alliance, you're in trouble. I would have sold that to the guys heavily, and Cameron just failed to do that. So he did lose out, and I don't think that, you know, it's a big surprise. I don't think he did a really great job on the block. Christmas was somebody who was highlighted those last two uh, nights. I think that Christmas is somebody who was very, very smart. I, I really like Christmas, and I'll tell you why. She had every opportunity to save herself through competition, and there was going to be no joke. She was going to beat, especially if it was physical, she was going to be able to beat Cameron, unless it would have been a quiz or a trivia, but we don't know. Uh we know that she would have beat Cameron in a physical contest. We know that Jillian would have been beat in a physical contest. What Christmas decided to do was take one of the bravest moves I honestly feel like a player of her stature took and let it go to a boat. Now, at first, we're all scratching our heads and on Twitter, what the hell is she doing? At the end of the day, this was brilliant on Christmas's part. Not only did she see where she stood in the house, and it worked out. When it works out, it's brilliant. When it doesn't, it's stupid. Ask, ask Lawan uh, and Marcellus. But I really think that this just happened to play really huge in her favor. She got to see that she had a good standing in the house and that obviously people want to work with her or they wouldn't keep her. And she got away without looking like a competition beast. She got away without being threatening. And I think that i got to give Christmas a ton of credit for that. Would I have done it? Probably not with her stature. I mean, I do not have the physical ability. She does. So I would have had to go to a vote probably, but she could have easily gone competition knowing that she was going to feel pretty confident she was going to come out of that. And she didn't. She put it on the house. I think that was a huge move. Now, Christmas needs to build on that. She needs to forget the two people who voted against her because it's, it, you can figure it out, but it's early in the game. These two people that voted against you may be people you're going to be working with in the future as you get to know them. I think she needs to let that go, but build upon the fact that people kept her. Find out what, why people kept her. Why did you keep me? Why do you want me here? Let me work with you. What are we going to do? I think she needs to do that. And I think that she would do really well in that physical alliance with the stronger guys. I think they would take her in. I think that they would welcome her. And I think that probably if she gets into an all-girls alliance, she's going to be on the outside looking in because she is very different than the other girls, and they're going to really rely on her to do all the big work. So I think Christmas, I really like what she did there after thinking about it. I think this girl may have a mind for the game, and, and taking a big risk was huge. Uh, Jillian, somebody else that was on the block after last night. We can go over what happened last night, but, but we already know. Uh, Jillian also on it. Listen, if Christmas dodged a bullet yesterday, then Jillian dodged a missile. I don't see Jillian has a lot of appeal for people in that house. I'm not sure why she was saved other than she's not threatening. Busky feels like she is kind of sneaky. She may be that, but I think that she is actually going to be somebody who's very lost in this game. I just get a vibe that she is not going to be on top of this thing, and I think she's going to go down the drain probably within the first couple of weeks. I just think that probably she's going to do something that's going to aggravate and it's going to be really hard for her to dig out. I, I just don't see her building those relationships that are going to be tight. Yes, she's in the freaks or whatever you want to call them or the outsiders, but uh, I don't know how good of an alliance that really is. I think it's a good, loyal one. kind of reminds me of the friendship in a weird way, 
But I'm not so sure that that thing is as solid, that Ramsey's groups is as solid as, 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 it, as we're making it out to be right now. And I just think Jillian is somebody who's there. And I think it's going to catch up with her. A couple of the big players from yesterday and a little bit from today, Cody. I'll be honest with you. I, I like this alliance he's in, but it reminds me a little bit of, of, of you know, the brigade, where there were some people that were just the brains and some people that – I think Cody is somebody who is all competition and no social game. This guy is a dangerous, dangerous player to be aligned with, and the fact that he is going to say and do things just to tick people off. He doesn't come across as a vindictive person, but he comes across as somebody who is very high and mighty. I get the feeling that Cody thinks he's better than a lot of people in that house, and the fact that he gives no damn about a social game is extremely dangerous for him. I think that if he gets in this alliance, he's going to go a little while, before that alliance gets fed up with him. And I think I agree with Fusky where he's going to want to be in control of a lot of decisions, and a lot of those guys are going to figure, you know what, you're not the only guy in this thing. He's going to be a guy trying to win comps all the time, and he doesn't understand the true strategy of the game. Cody is somebody who's going to get around for a little while, and unless he gets a powerful showmance or he gets his demeanor to change, I see nothing happening for him because, to me, nothing is worse than a player with complimenting ability and no real mind for game socially. He's a bad social player, and he is a dangerous person to be around. I, I, I agree with Fusky. I think that that is a doomed group uh, to be with, and I think Mark is going to be one of the first guys to jump ship because I think he, like I said, We'll talk about him for a second. I think Mark has a very good personality from what I can tell. He's got a Jeff personality with a Jesse body, okay? That means that there's going to be a lot of women that are going to like him because of his physical build. That's just how it is. Look, I like Jesse. I think, I think Jesse's an underrated player. Anybody who can manipulate that many people and cry when he leaves two seasons in a row is somebody who has a manipulative game. Jesse does not get enough credit. I'm not going to put him in great, but I'm going to put him in a good category. I thought Jesse was a good player. However, Jeff had a really good social game, even though I'm not a huge fan of him. But I think he had a good social game in that first, in that season 11, Jeff was probably at his best. And at 13, I write him off. I don't think he was that great in 13. I think he had a lot of attitude. But I get a lot of Jeff vibe from Mark, and I think if Mark plays that right, Mark will do really, really well in this game. I see him going far, and I think he's going to be one of those people that bails on that alliance real early, especially when Cody starts kind of bumping around. Um, Jason, who's the is the uh, the rodeo clown, I, I compare him a lot to Jeff, Chef Joe. If you all remember Chef Joe from Season 14, he's very loud, very abrasive, always, always loud, always involved in everything going around kind of guy that when you're having a secret meeting, he's like, what are you guys talking about? I really don't think Jason is somebody that people are going to want to align with. I think he's going to make a lot of people nervous. Um, and I, I really, really think that he's going to be somebody who may kind of hang around, but I don't think he's going to get anybody solid to work with him. Um, I, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, Josh I had here, and this includes tonight, all this stuff is, is tonight as well. But Josh is somebody I said early on, I ex and I'm going to tell you exactly what I've written down here. I expect Josh to lose his temper and show himself. 
we're starting to see some cracks, okay? We saw it with, uh, what was the guy's name, Devin, a couple of years ago, where you kind of see some cracks, and you, you see a very manic uh, move uh, and mood on these guys that, that sometimes do this. They kind of get into the house, and things begin to fall apart on them emotionally. I think uh, Josh, although he heard some things about uh, that Megan had said about, about getting the boys out, Josh, I don't believe, is somebody that a lot of folks look at a threat of beyond Mark, beyond Cody, um, and, and I think that there are bigger threats in that house, and I think that Josh overestimates himself and the threat that he is in the game. Look, I told you guys, Lawan, Marcellus, move over. There's a new dumbest play ever in town, and that is Josh picking up that golden veto uh, apple tonight. Guys, I can't think of a dumber move on the planet. Not only did he sell out his team, <clears throat> which had Kevin on it, which helped Kevin out tremendously. Boy, that fell right in Kevin's lap. But it's one of those things where he did it the first, the first apple, the first person to go. He picks up that apple to save himself. So selfish, and even though I do think you've got to play the game for yourself, you don't reveal that that early in the game. I don't. I think everybody will technically feel kind of bad for his team. I think uh, they're relatively safe this week, as we saw with the nominations. But I think that it, everybody kind of felt bad for the rest of them. Like, my God, like he didn't give him a chance before he stepped in and was selfish. He can apologize, and I think that the thing he did with Megan was more of a jumping off the ledge to save himself. He cut his nose to spite his face in that situation, in my opinion. Going after Megan was a huge mistake. I think he I, he shouldn't have gone after anything, but I guess he buried himself, in my opinion, worse. Now, I know Megan's on the block, but I kind of think that Megan will, will stay in the house. I just have a weird feeling. But I think that Josh is a selfish player. That is the real Josh, I believe, in this game. Now, I'm not saying that personally outside the house. I don't want to attack these guys outside the house. But under the pressure of the game, I think this is Josh, and I think Josh will continue to play this way. And if you think that Josh is going to get a solid alliance after that move, you're out of your mind. Josh is going to be a huge target when he becomes safe that next week. He needs to win HOH if he's going to stay alive. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't think you repair what you've done. I think that Josh is in deep doo-doo, and I do not see him getting out of it. I think he's going to have temper problems. I think he's going to get mad very easily. I think he's going to be somebody who's not going to be able to take the game very easily. And I think that emotionally he's already cracking. You can count Josh out and write him off. But what a what a bold, stupid move tonight. I, I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, now, let's talk about Kevin a little bit. I told you guys I like Kevin. I'm kind of worried about Kevin. But I think some of that being lost is endearing. You know, Donnie had that thing about him where he kind of just didn't know what was going on. And, oh, gosh, shucks. And a lot of people ate that up in the house. It, it does wear thin. Kevin needs to, and I, I, I like what Fusky said, but I think right now Kevin needs to be the cool uncle. I think he needs to be the cool guy that people go to for help, but I think he needs to really get with it. He's got seven kids, and he's a stay-at-home dad, which is not an easy job. We know how hard stay-at-home moms work as well. So it, it's got to be hard as well for a stay-at-home dad. Seven kids, he sees a lot of personalities. He sees a lot of things that go down. He sees a lot of temper tensions and a lot of fights and a lot of different personalities. 
I think Kevin is capable of handling this house. This is a very cool, laid-back guy. For his age, I think he can be very, very cool, and I think he can be very, very uncleish. And he can be that guy that you love to talk to when things don't feel right. And I think he can advise a lot of these guys and win them over. But he's got to engage. He's got to quit being standoffish. That is one thing that the older players, as you go in the house, you've got to understand. And if you ever get on Big Brother and you're over the age of 40, please understand that you have got to be in the mix. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember a, a lady, Remy, from season 10. She annoyed the hell out of everybody at first, but, boy, was she in the party. She was from New Orleans. She knew how to party. She knew how to get in with the young crowd, and eventually people began to, she began to win over a lot of people in the house. Now, later on, things changed, but she had a moment there where she did win people over. I think Kevin can do that, but Kevin has got to quit acting lost. I told you guys, first round, that 25000 temptation money uh, round, I take that 25000 all day, every day, any which way, on Sunday. I take that money. If it's anonymous, I take the money. It's Dr. Will 101. If you can get a prize and nobody knows you got it, take it. And I agree with him. I think you take that money. You're the oldest guy. There's a possibility you might be the first nominated. And you can't play for HOH. That's not a big deal. I mean, I'm a big anti-HOH player. I'm an old school, very much from the, from the camp of Will. I, I, I think HOH is a definite target. You get your hands dirty and you put a target on yourself. Um, and, I, and, I, and, and so I don't, think, I don't think not getting an HOH shot next week is a big deal, or this actually today. I guess he had to throw it today. So I don't think it's a big deal. It's all over with now. And honestly, Josh messed it up so bad that Kevin is now off the radar. But I think one big mistake Kevin made, when he took that money, man, he should have been in there talking about it with everybody else. That skip out, I'm going to slide out and missed away while you all discuss who got the $25,000 and you can't find me, was a bad situation. What it made him look like was very guilty. And I can guarantee you there are players who believe that Kevin took that money correctly. And it's mainly because Kevin – slipped away and disappeared when that discussion was going on. He should have been in the middle, as shocked as everybody else, and throwing names out like anybody else and saying, well, you know, I think so-and-so might have taken it, or, you know, I think so-and-so might have done this, and I think so-and-so might have done that. Disappearing, Kevin, was really bad. It's time for you to engage, sir. If you can hear me through the airwaves as you lay in your bed tonight, Kevin, Stay up late with these guys. Don't pull a Donnie. Don't go to bed at 8.30. Show them that you can hang out with them. Show them you can, play, you can talk strategy and be that really cool uncle to them that kind of finds that loyalty and trust, okay? If he doesn't do that, Kevin might be on the skirts out because he's closest to Paul, and Paul ain't really a guy you want to align with at this point in the game. Moving on, uh, Megan, um, I, I, you know what? I – I liked Megan at first. I like the fact that she has a different type of background. We've talked about that before, being that she was an interrogator for a terrorist uh, jail or prison um, overseas. I, you know, listen, I, I think that's admirable work. God bless her. I appreciate what she does, uh, what she's done and, and serving. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like what Megan's mistake was tonight was not calling Josh out on his BS. When Josh attacked her, immediately what I would have said is, this is, listen, you can say anything you want to. I don't know why you're attacking me, but the truth of the matter is this is a cover-your-ass situation. You're blaming me because you know what you did was wrong because you acted selfish. Now, if you want to throw me around and blame me for it, that's fine. 
But everybody in this room and everybody in this house and everybody who is watching knows that you did that for yourself so you could stay safe one week because you had a breakdown this week or yesterday. That's why you took that. You took the veto because everybody saw you break down. So blaming it on me make make you feel good, but it ain't the truth. And I think if Megan had played it that way, it would have been better. There's something that you learn in that Big Brother house, and I've never been in it, but i got to be honest with you. When two people are talking at the same time, nobody's being heard. And that's all that was going on with Megan and Josh was two people that were just keep talking to each other at the same time, and nobody got a point across to the rest of the house. Uh, I don't think that Josh's move made Megan a target for Cody. I just think Cody... I just think Cody has a really weird way of picking who he likes and who he doesn't like, and I think he's got a superiority complex, and I think there's a possibility he doesn't like Megan because she's not, a, she's not to some people, probably attractive because she's different. I see Cody as someone who's so on the straight that anybody that's different from him is somebody he can't understand, and I think Megan with her hair, and maybe because she doesn't have a great body type, is somebody he looks at as somebody who's lower than him. And so I think when he said, I don't like you, I think that came down to, I really don't like you. I don't personally like you. I don't want to get to know you. I don't care anything about you because you're not, you're not in my realm. You're not in my league. And I think that's exactly why Megan got put up. I don't think there was anything to it. Moving on, Ramsey's. We didn't see a lot about Ramsey's tonight. We did see a lot about Ramsey's tomorrow or yesterday, the yesterday. I gotta be honest with you. I don't think Ramsey's lasts a long time. They're really good players, and I'm gonna say it. I mean, you know, they stereotype these guys and put them in, so we should be allowed to talk the way that we want to talk within respect. We have seen really good players that have been gay players. I, you know, look. At the beginning of the season with Frankie, I thought Frankie played a fantastic social game. That man, uh, that guy, had everybody watching everything he was doing. He controlled the room. He controlled conversations. He had, he had sympathy for people uh, at the beginning until the whole reveal of him being a, uh, a social media mogul, and however you look at that, that's fine. Um, but I think that there, there was some really great play by Frankie at the beginning. And Kevin is somebody, Kevin Campbell is somebody I thought had a really great game in 11 and really probably may have deserved to win that season. But we have seen Ramsey's, who seems like he's very toddlerish. Uh, I think this cosplay thing, uh, I see what uh, Pusky's saying about, hey, you know, he's very much going to be somebody who can play a role in that house. That might be true, but I get a very toddler vibe from Ramsey's. I think he's going to be a really hard guy to nail down. I think he's going to be somebody who's so struck about being in the Big Brother house. We see that every season somebody comes in and they're so overwhelmed by being on Big Brother that the game completely flies off and it's overwhelming for them. I think Ramsey's going to be that type of player. Not a lot to say about him because tonight he wasn't a major factor. But I do like his alliance of weirdos. I think it will be a solid group. I like that they're playing game and they're talking strategy. But are any of them really going to do anything? And that's what's going to be the big, the big picture. Are they really going to make moves or are they just going to talk a lot? i got a feeling the weirdo alliance is just going to be a lot of talk. Uh, and I think that they're all going to go off one by one because I don't see them making big moves. I think he's got to grow up and he's got to drop the cosplay because there are a lot of people who really don't understand it, and even when you explain it, really don't get it. And you're going to lose a lot of people from that. And I think he's got to mature in this house a little bit and play his game. Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit about 
Paul, as Paul's a guy who is reentering the house. Guys, I've said this. I think this was a mess for Paul. I really don't think Paul should have accepted this invite to come back. And I know that sounds crazy. But Paul had a really good fan favorite legacy, and I think he would have been used later. I think the minute that you get that call and that you're going to be the vet returning after a season of vets winning and a season of vets being in the Canada house, I'm sorry. I think it's a mistake to put Paul in this season. I think he's got to, going to have a huge target on his back, which is a shame because I think Paul is a guy that could have played in an All-Stars too. Uh, and maybe, maybe you put Victor in that house with him this season. Maybe they get they get a chance to really survive. But I think that this is a really bad, poor investment by by production. I, I, I really think that it's going to be a situation where they're going to try to protect that investment in Paul. You're gonna. I think one of the things you're gonna see is when Paul starts to become a threat and going home, you're gonna see comebacks. You're gonna see P players being brought back. I just think when they have an investment, a lot of these vets returning, they don't want to be wrong. And I think Paul going home second, third week is, is something that is going to. If they backdoor Paul as they plan next week, I really see an effort to get Paul back in the game by production. I, I don't know what they were thinking. And the sad part is, I put this on Twitter, you know, we always, always speculate about All-Stars too. Believe it or not, All-Stars is one of my favorite seasons. Um, it's probably not my favorite, but it, it's up there. Um, I think it's a very underrated season by a lot of people. Um, but it's a season that was exciting. It was fun to see really good players come back and play each other. Everybody's kind of on an even keel. They all know each other. They've all seen each other's game. I'm a huge, huge fan of an all-star season. But Paul just put the fork in it. We will not see an all-star, too. There was a lot of hope that we would see that in season 20 for the 20th anniversary. I think Big Brother could have really made it made it really sweet. i got to be honest with you, seasons 13 and 14 ruined it. I mean, you brought back Rachel. You brought back Danielle Donato. You bring back Jeff, you bring back Jordan, you bring back Boogie probably, not somebody you bring back later because he was in the earlier seasons, but you bring back Brittany Haynes, which say what you want to say, she's one of the best talkers in the game social-wise. She can talk anybody into anything. She can make an argument that's as good as as the best lawyer. Uh, Brittany is a great player to bring back for an All-Stars. Dan, of course, staple. Dan is a cornerstone of that. Um, of bringing back players. Janelle, I don't think, would have been somebody you bring back later. But now we're seeing, you know, Frank Udy would have been a great player for All-Stars. James would have been a great player for All-Stars. Nicole, we different opinion on Nicole. Many of us, Fusky, thinks she played a really good game. I'm, I'm on the fence about her. Um, I don't know that Davon would have been somebody you bring back for an All-Stars, to be honest with you. But now Paul being brought back, Guys, All-Stars 2 is done. It's not going to happen. Not in our wildest dreams. Season 20 being an All-Star season would majorly shock me. Uh, I think this was a really bad decision on CBS's part to bring Paul back. And being a, a fan favorite, controversial final uh, at the end of, of last season gives Paul a lot of weight to come back in an All-Star season and do well. I just don't see it. And, and I think this put every bit of the fork in it. It's done. So All-Star 2 talk probably just needs to end tonight, uh, unfortunately. But I would have liked to have seen Vic come back in a surprise twist to kind of give him an opportunity. If you're going to put Paul in there, I feel like Vic's got to be in there as well. I know that sounds like a crazy idea, but 
who's going to protect each other better than Vic and Paul. They would have rode out really well together. Um, I just think Paul alone was a really big mistake. The way he came in, giving them the friendship bracelets to give out, could you put a bigger target on the guy's back? I, I just really think that, that production is going to protect him for a couple of weeks until probably you know week six, week five. And if he makes it that far, they're probably going to be bringing him back anyway before jury if he goes. So Paul is a huge investment for these guys. Um, and i got to be honest with you, I just do not like this. The sad part is is that we're going to vote on the temptation. I'm going to, I'm going to beg you guys, I'm going to implore you, to not give it to Paul. If you like Paul, I think it's a huge mistake because it puts an even bigger target on his back because now not only is he a fan favorite, but he's going to get the first prize of temptation. Uh, I think you guys need to give it to somebody who really, really needs a twist. Uh, possibly, I don't know when we would get that, if we would get it next Thursday, maybe somebody that's on the block. I know that sounds crazy. But somebody who kind of who kind of deserves a push in the game I think you need to make things all equal, especially early in the game, to give people a boost. Um, and, and, and I really, really beg you guys to give it to somebody who needs it. Megan would be a fun person to give it to. Um, uh, Jillian would be a fun person to give it to. Uh, so just Paul, you know, I know he's in danger of going up and being backdoor, but I really think Paul's protected and, and he's got enough problems. And don't forget, when you give him that, it's going to come with a punishment. So if you like Paul, it's really kind of a dangerous thing to give it to him, in my opinion, this early. Uh, so overall, that's kind of my breakdown of who the most important people were over the last two days. Uh, I think Jessica is somebody uh, that's going to be in a, in a showmance, as I said earlier. I think maybe if her and Cody get in a showmance, he's going to protect her, but I think she's going to sink pretty quick. But if she doesn't use what she's got, she's kind of a fool. I think she's prepared to do that. And so I think she may float under the radar a little while. It's really funny. People that are good looking to look at, they, they tend to last a little longer. Um, but here we are. We're at the end of this. We see tonight HOH goes to Cody. Big surprise. As we said, Cody is going to be all brawn and no social game. I think he's going to fail miserably in the social, social uh, atmosphere of this game. I, I think he makes a little while because I think that alliance is a good one for, for him to stay safe a little while. But like I said, I kind of see Mark uh, being a guy who kind of breaks off from that and kind of sees the danger of being tied to, to Cody. Um, and I think that, you know, Matthew is somebody who, you know, I haven't gotten a vibe on Matthew yet. I haven't really gotten a vibe on him yet. But I think he's just going to stay quiet in that alliance and let it work. They need a few more people, uh, and I think Christmas is going to be one of them, and I think she fits perfectly with them. Uh, so we see Cody win. We see his nominations being Megan and Jillian. Uh, we, we said it the way he talked to Megan. Big mistake. We've seen a lot of really early dumb amateur moves this season early. That can make for a great season, though, because a lot of things are said, a lot of drama. Um I think that Jillian, uh, if the nominations stay the same, Jillian uh, will probably go home. I think they're, I think Megan's going to have a little bit more to offer someone to work with her. Um, and I think Jillian is going to be viewed as somebody who's probably non-threatening but probably doesn't have a connection. Uh, we're going to see how these people work. Uh, I, I am a 
firm believer, as I said before, that the game starts when you get on the block. You should be working your game all, all season, but when you get on the block, that's the opportunity to get off the block. That's when you need to do your best talking and your best selling. Don't rely on Vito. Let Vito be your backup. Just talk and talk and talk. Make your deals. Make your alliances. Um, and, and I think that it will work in Megan's favor more than it will Jillian's. Uh, I just think Jillian goes home. Do either of these girls win veto? It's hard to say. We don't know how hard they'll fight. My guess will be no. My guess will be nobody will save them unless somebody wants to backdoor Paul. But I think it's going to backfire on Cody the moment he puts Paul up. I think Paul's got another week under his wings. I think some people want to work with him. Uh, It's funny. These vets get in there and people kind of melt for him. And Paul is a fan favorite. And I see that if Paul goes up, it's very possible Paul slips through one more week. And I still think Jillian's the person that goes home. We'll see how accurate I am. Uh, but I think that that's going to be as this thing goes and unfolds. The temptation is going to be interesting to see who gets it. I'm guessing it's going to be Paul based on how you guys vote. No offense, but you drive me crazy sometimes. You know that. And if Paul wins it, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what the punishment's going to be. If it brings in another vet, it would be interesting. Um, but this is this is what we're seeing this season, and it's kind of hard to nail down this early. Um, I really think that probably Megan got herself in a little bit of trouble playing too hard too early, but I think that she is somebody who can play, uh, and I think that she is someone who is who is probably primed to play well. Uh, I like her background and her past, and she's kept it very secret. Um, and so I think that Megan has a shot to probably survive the block this week. Um, but we will see. Guys, this is it. This is the first show under wraps. I appreciate everybody being involved. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I appreciate all the work Morty's does. I want to I thank Fusky for coming on. Uh, and I want to let you guys know, next week, Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern, banning anything happening out of the ordinary, we will be on live. We will be taking your calls. If you want to call in, there will be a segment after I run my mouth for you guys to call in and kind of give your background of what you think is happening. You do have to sit on hold for a minute. I can't just stop and go to you, but you will get an opportunity. So please keep this number in mind, 713-955-0749. That's your shot at the top. I'll see you come up, and uh, as soon as I get an opportunity to get you on, I will. We'll talk about Big Brother. Say what you want to say. Call as much as you want. Uh, I'll ask is that you respect other callers. Uh, you can say anything you want to say uh, within respects of the game. Uh, so please do that. Also, starting next week, we'll start doing power rankings. That's one of my favorite things to do. We start talking about where we think people are going, where they rank in the house, and that gives us a really, really clue uh, and a huge indicator of where this season goes. So it's, it's a lot of fun to put out there. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun to put out there. Again, guys, I think we're headed for a great season. Love the twist. For the first time in a long time, I really like the uh, cast. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this season. I think we're going to see some drama. I think we're going to see some strategy, and I'm very, very excited. I love seeing these house guests with some life experience. As I said before, I'm not trying to throw people under the bus that have played in the past. Uh, certainly I've never been in a house, so it's hard for me to say. But i gotta, I got to think that people that have got these, these interesting uh, backgrounds uh, and as we said, some of them being fathers uh, and whatnot, I think this is going to play very, very interesting to see how the house lines up. 
if Cody's as successful as breaking the house up as he wants to be, and he's going to be in power this week, and he's going to be probably okay for another couple of weeks or two with his alliance, especially if they get some more uh, more going for him. If he really breaks the house up the way he wants to, this season gets really interesting. I've always told you guys, the best seasons are seasons where houses become divided. If this house becomes very divided between Cody and his crew and the rest, this could make for a very interesting season as long as we've got some strength on the other side. So we could see that. We could see Cody really break the house into, into two. And if he does that, it's going to be really, really interesting what happens from here. So, folks, thank you for listening. Morty's, thank you for the support. We'll be back next week, normal show, uh, taking your calls. It'll be just me and you. And uh, we'll be breaking it down week to week on Thursday nights, 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern. Thanks for joining me, folks. This is the end of the premiere episode of Big Brother After Show Season 19. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful night. And as always, please be good to each other. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye-bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.